The following is a CJBT Productions podcast. This is the Music History Today Weekly Edition podcast number 204. This week, we go over the news and charts, and we make the case for putting the New York Dolls and Devo into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. On to the news of the week. While we're all wondering why people are freaking out about the fact that Billie Eilish is now a blonde, come on, people, really, get lives. Big whoop. The woman's not even 20 years old yet. She's going to have about 50 more hair colors. Breathe deep. Anyway, let's kick it off with some awards news. The Brit Awards, England's equivalent to the Grammys, announced its nominations for its May 11th awards. Unlike the Grammys, though, which has pretty close to 100 categories by now, I think they're technically at 87, the Brit Awards only have 10. And here they are. The nominees for Best British Single, 220 Kid and Gracie with Don't Need Love, H, and AJ Tracy featuring Tace Keith, with Rain, Dua Lipa's Physical, Harry Styles' Watermelon Sugar, Hetty One, and A.J. Tracy and Stormzy with Ain't It Different, J. Corey featuring N-M-N-E-K with Head and Heart, Nathan Daw featuring KSI with Lighter, Regard and Ray, Secrets, Simba featuring D-T-G, Rover, Young T and Bugsy featuring Hetty One, Don't Rush. Top album, Arlo Parks, Celeste, Dua Lipa, Jay Huss, Jesse Ware. Top female solo artist, Arlo Parks, Celeste, Dua Lipa, Jesse Ware, Leanne Lahavis, or Lahavis, I should say. Top male solo artist, AJ Tracy, Hetty One, Jay Huss, Joel Corey, and Youngblood. Top British group, Bicep, Biffy Clyro, Little Mix, The 1975, Young T and Bugsy, Top British Rising Star, that actually has been won already by Griff, that was an early one, Top Breakthrough Artist, Arlo Parks, Bicep, Celeste, Joel Corey, Young T and Bugsy, Top International Female Solo Artist, Ariana Grande, Billie Eilish, Cardi B, Miley Cyrus, and Taylor Swift. Top international male solo artist, Bruce Springsteen, Burna Boy, Childish Gambino, Tame Impala, and The Weeknd. Top international group, BTS, Fontaine's DC, Foo Fighters, Haim, Run the Jewels. In other news, Amy Winehouse is getting a BBC documentary in honor of the 10th anniversary of her passing. Speaking of documentaries, Britney Spears said in an Instagram post that she felt embarrassed and cried for two weeks because of her portrayal 
in a recent documentary about her life, saying that the documentary showed her in a bad life. And here is where I go on a mini topic slash rant. Here's the deal. Documentaries, for better or for worse, are always made, pretty much just about always, with the exception of maybe Icarus, which I can recall, where the end has already been determined. And then the documentary is made to fit whatever that end is. Uh, Case in point, let's go with presidential politics. Dinesh D'Souza, who is an far-right, ultra-conservative. Michael Moore, who is a far-left, ultra-liberal. Both of them have done documentaries about certain people, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, George Bush, and Donald Trump. All of those have been slanted one way or the other. Even the same event done by the two of them have been done from different viewpoints. That's my point. Musically, a lot of these documentaries, the Britney Spears, the Michael Jacksons, all have an angle or a bend to them, i.e., in Britney's case, she's a tragic figure. In Michael Jackson's case, he's a pedophile. The rest of the documentary, be it right or wrong, fits that actual plan, as it were. Therefore, documentaries are more opinion pieces backed up by what you are hoping is fact as opposed to actual fact. So keep that in mind when you watch documentaries and then you go and hit Twitter talking about people because what you think you are seeing is actually fact in a lot of cases really isn't. It's just someone's version And I believe it was Don Henley who had the famous line, there's three sides to every story, yours, mine, and the cold hard truth. Just keep that in mind when you're watching documentaries, because I highly doubt that Britney Spears is as tragic as they say. But then again, maybe she is. Maybe she felt embarrassed and cried for two weeks because she realized she was. I don't know. Only she knows. And that's the point. Documentaries do not. There you go. End rant and topic segment. Moving on. New York State has a vaccine passport of sorts. It will let people get into the theaters, arenas, and sporting events. The free app is available uh, in the iPhone and Android Play stores. It uses blockchain chain and encryption in order to protect privacy information and it prints out a little QR code so that you can get into the theater or the arena or the sporting stadium. Uh, Madison Square Garden has already started using it and it only lasts I believe for 30 days i.e. you have to do it every single time you check into a place and it is really for fully vaccinated people which you can discuss whether that's discriminatory or not on your own time. Just saying. In any event, Red Rocks Amphitheater in Colorado will reopen this summer, but will only have 2,500 people capacity, at least to start. By the fall, I would expect that to climb. Lizzo, 
has officially been announced as the first female to headline this September's Bonnaroo Festival. So congratulations to Bonnaroo for finally getting into the 20th century, a century late, as it were. Come on now, give some respect to the women, please. David Gray has pushed his upcoming tour to 2022. Meanwhile, James Taylor and Jackson Brown announced that their tour is back on and will start on July 29th this year in Chicago. Paul Simon has sold his music catalog to Sony Music Publishing as the trend of boomeracks selling their catalogs continues. Scooter Braun who is Justin Bieber's manager and Ariana Grande's manager and a whole bunch of others, has sold his entire Ithaca Holdings company, which includes his management company, to HYBE, which was originally Big Hit Entertainment, which is the home of BTS. Price tag was not disclosed, but since Bieber Grande... Uh, BTS and a bunch of others in that realm there own little pieces of both companies. All of those people are about to be multimillionaires that much over the fact that they're already multimillionaires. So congratulations to all. Lady Gaga is partnering with Dom Perignon to design and sell special bottles. So good for her on that sponsorship. A judge has ordered that Lil Nas X's endorsed Satan shoes. Those would be the sneakers with one drop of human blood in them each. Uh, The judge decided to have them taken off the market, at least for now. This stems from a lawsuit brought by Nike. I'm still trying to figure out why Nike is suing them, but whatever. Ice Cube is suing the Robinhood stock trading app for using his likeness and misquoting his lyrics without his permission. In sad news, rapper DMX has been hospitalized for a drug overdose. At this particular moment, he is still alive. This particular moment being this recording of Sunday morning. Hopefully he will pull through. I have loved DMX for years, decades, actually. Now, to some other passings, and this one's kind of a big one. Rest in peace to Malcolm Cecil. Malcolm was a synthesizer pioneer who had the world's largest analog synthesizer station called the Original New Timbrel Orchestra, or Tonto. Malcolm worked with many artists, most notably Stevie Wonder during a lot of his 70s Grammy award-winning albums. Malcolm's cause of death was not announced. Malcolm Cecil, though, was 84 years old. Rest in peace to DJ Carlos Sanchez. Carlos was a mainstay in the New York City DJ scene, working as a booker at New York City Club Save the Robots and Leviticus, along with being a professor at NYU's Pace, or New York City, I should say, Pace University. Age nor death or cause of death were announced. Let's end this on a good note, though. 
congratulations to Jason Derulo and his girlfriend, model Jenna Frooms, who are expecting their first child together. That's good news. And congratulations to Jeezy and Jeannie Mae, who were actually married last week. So congratulations to the happy couple. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced its list of 16 nominees for consideration for induction into the hall recently. The nominees this year are Mary J. Blige, Kate Bush, Devo, Foo Fighters, The Go-Go's, Iron Maiden, Jay-Z, Shaka Khan, Carole King, Fela Kuti, LL Cool J, New York Dolls, Rage Against the Machine, Todd Rundgren, Tina Turner, and Dionne Warwick. Every year, the Rock Hall has a fan vote, which normally goes a long way in determining who gets into the hall. I say normally. You can, of course, go to rockhall.com to vote. You can vote once a day for five artists, but not for much longer, I believe. Maybe only about a week or two at this point, I would say. The way it usually works is the winner of the fan vote normally gets in. It's worked out that way almost every year since they started the fan vote. In fact, with the exception of four times, and I suspect five with this year, since they started the fan vote, the top three vote-getters were inducted into the Hall of Fame. Didn't work out that way, though, last year, because the one who actually won it last year... Dave Matthews Band, and the one who came in third last year, Pat Benatar, both did not get in. The Doobie Brothers, by the way, were second. They got in. Notorious B.I.G. and T-Rex got in last year, but they were towards the bottom third in voting. And I suspect I know the reason why. Because of the way that the fan vote has been manipulated as it were like the fan armies now get involved so that kind of throws off the whole thing case in point this year which is why fella Kuti, even though he is overwhelmingly in first place still with 403,828 votes as of this recording he probably won't get in for reasons that I explained in last week's podcast. Tina Turner is number two. I am betting she gets in. Uh, she has 396,000, so she is still behind Fella by about uh, 7,000 votes. So she's a little closer than she was, but not by much. The Go-Go's are far behind. They're 10,000 votes behind, as a matter of fact, but they're in third. Iron Maiden is fourth. Foo Fighters are fifth. Carol King is sixth. Todd Rundgren is seventh. Devo is eighth. Dion Warwick, ninth. Rage Against the Machine, tenth. Eleventh place is owned by Shaka Khan. Kate Bush is at 12. New York Dolls, who we're going to talk about in a minute, is at 13. Uh, Mary J. Blige is at 14, LL Cool J is 15, and Jay-Z is 16. 
Now then, every week for the past seven weeks now, we've actually made the case for you to vote for two different artists. This week, we're going to shockingly have to make the case for putting the New York Dolls and Devo into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I say shockingly because I thought both groups were already in the hall. So, to the tail of the tape we go by first looking at the New York Dolls. The Dolls had two incarnations. Their first was from 1971 to 1976. During that time, they released two albums, The New York Dolls, which went to number 116 on the Billboard Top Albums chart, and Too Much, Too Soon, which went to number 167 on the chart. They broke up for 25 years, then got back together in 2004, released three more albums that only got as high as number 129 on the charts, and permanently broke up in 2011. They also had a bunch of compilation albums, live albums, and even demo albums. They also released 15 singles. Their most famous songs are probably Personality Crisis, Trash, Jet Boy, Stranded in the Jungle, and Don't Get Me or Don't Start Me Talking. Now, granted, that is not much of a Hall of Fame resume in terms of commercial success, which may be why they're not in the hall yet. However, it is their influence over a major rock genre that should automatically have put them in already. You see, the Dolls were at the very beginning of the punk rock era. They combined their glam rock styles and, along with the Velvet Underground and the Stooges, were at the forefront of the New York punk rock scene back in the 1970s. They influenced future bands like the Sex Pistols, the Ramones, the Kiss, Guns N' Roses, the Smiths, and a ton of others. Their most famous member, lead singer David Johansson, had another persona called Buster Poindexter and hit the top ten with that persona with the song Hot, Hot, Hot. The New York Dolls, simply put were a force to be reckoned with, and because of their influence on future punk rock bands alone, including all those aforementioned band, by the way, all of but one of them are actually already in the hall, they should finally be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This year, please, it's about time. Now then, let us look at a group that is gaining more respect every year, and hopefully this year we'll put them over the hump, Devo. Devo released nine studio albums. Of those, three went top 30. 1980's Freedom of Choice went highest to number 22. In Great Britain, Freedom of Choice actually went to number 5, while 1981's New Traditionalists went to number 3. As far as their singles went, They released 25 of them. Of those, seven of those went top 40 in America, with three of them going to the top 10. Even though their commercial success was, depending on the country, either great or not so much, there's a couple of reasons why they're worthy of induction into the hall. First is that they were one of the first bands to combine punk rock with new wave to create their own sound. 
With their innovative sound to go along with their quirky, humorous lyrics, the band's style was soon copied by a ton of 80s bands. Plus, their influence was felt on, of all things, MTV. After all, who can forget their music video for their biggest hit, Whip It, Whip It Good. The group's been nominated before, at least a couple times actually. I'm not sure if they're going to get in this year either, but Devo definitely deserves to be inducted at some point because, let's be honest, 80s new wave and punk and post-punk music wouldn't be 80s new wave punk and post-punk music without Devo. Remember, go to rockhall.com to vote for who you think should get in. You can vote once a day, but not for much longer because this contest has now been running for two months, literally two months already. Next week, we are going to go back to making the case for next year's class, and we're going to start with two of hip-hop's pioneers, Eric B. and Rakim. Starting this week, I think I'm going to give a spot to an indie artist and or record label in order to showcase their work. I'm also thinking of starting a podcast that showcases indie artists. So, if you want your music showcased either on this podcast or my new indie music podcast, and of course it won't get me a takedown notice from anybody, then email me at musichistorytoday at gmail.com. The address is in the show notes. This episode, I'm going to play a clip from 704 Records artist Rain Laszlo. This is Cruisin'. They mad that they losing, cruising, coming through a nigga like they got something to proving. Cruising, lame ass nigga said he choosing. Bitch, bad girl to put up in the room and cooling. By the pool, lady start to drooling. Throwing them up, acting a fooling. Brought that shit forward and I brought that shit back. Brought that bitch to the club, she start to dance. Soon as I'm up, they start clapping their hands. Loving a nigga, yeah, they all be my fans. Glance, take a second, check my pants. Out, bitches didn't love me, but they nice now. Food on my plate, yeah, I'm eating right now. Rise now, get off your ass and bop right now. Right now, met a girl, didn't say bye now. Why now? She cute and them G's are looking tight now. Nice gal, take a back, got a lot to find out. Lights out, loving the feeling kinda aight now. Calling my niggas, told them G's come over. I saw my teeth in a Range Rover. They are defeat, nigga, game over. Took all the keys in a game of poker. Tryna see these other niggas moving Standing at the back cause they mad that they losing Cruising, coming through a nigga like they got something to proving Cruising, lame ass nigga said he choosing Bitch bad girl to put my in the room and cooling By the pool lady start to drooling Throwing them up, acting a fooling Yeah, y'all heard me before? We up in here 
Rain Laszlo's Cruisin' can be found on Spotify. The links to the song are in the show notes. Now, on to the charts, as always, starting off with Billboard magazine, where Justin Bieber, as predicted, pretty much rules. Top album, Justin Bieber's Justice. Top single, Justin Bieber, Daniel Cesar, and Givian's Peaches. Top artist, Justin Bieber. Top social media artist, not Justin Bieber. It's BTS. They've been that way for literally almost 200 weeks now. Top streaming song, Justin Bieber, Daniel Cesar, and Givian's Peaches. Top digital sales song, BTS's Dynamite. Top sales album, top current sales album, Lana Del Rey with Chemtrails Over the Country Club. Top catalog sales album, Queen's Greatest Hits. Top independent album, Bad Bunny's El Ultimo Tour del Mundo. Top vinyl album, Lana Del Rey's Chemtrails Over the Country Club. And The Weeknd's Blinding Lights is a top adult contemporary song. On the country charts, Morgan Whalen's Dangerous, the double album, spends another week as the top album. Thomas Rhett's What's Your Country Song is a top song. Chris Stapleton's Starting Over is a top country streaming song, and top digital sales song is Gabby Barrett's The Good Ones. On the rock charts, 24 Karat Golden and Ian Dior's Mood spends yet another week at number one for the top song. Top album is Machine Gun Kelly's Tickets to My Downfall. Top rock streaming song is Machine Gun Kelly and Black Bear's My Ex's Best Friend. Top rock digital sales song is Tom McDonald, Nova Rockefeller, and Brandon Hart with No Good Bastards. Top hard rock album is Queen's Greatest Hits. Top hard rock song is Foo Fighters Waiting on a War. Top hard rock streaming song is Guns N' Roses' Sweet Child of Mine. Top hard rock digital sales song is Daughtry with Heavy is the Crown. On the alternative charts, 24 Karat Golden and Ian Dior's Mood spends yet another week as the top alternative song and the top alternative streaming song. Top alternative digital sales song is Tom McDonald, Nova Rockefeller, and Brandon Hart's No Good Bastards. And top alternative album is Lana Del Rey's Chemtrails Over the Country Club. On the rap charts, top rap song, top rap streaming song, top rap digital sales song is Cardi B with Up. Top rap album for another week, Pop Smoke, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon. On the R&B charts, top R&B song, top R&B streaming song, top R&B digital sales song. And while I'm at it, on the global charts, the top global song and the top global song without the U.S.'s numbers, all of that is the person who I said I'm going to be saying a lot this time around. Justin Bieber, Daniel Cesar, and Givian with Peaches. However, top R&B album is The Weeknd's Blinding Lights. On the Latin charts... Bad Bunny and Kelly Uchis pretty much rules. Top Latin song, Bad Bunny and Jay Cortez, Dakiti. Jay Cortez, by the way, has a birthday coming up. Um, memory serves it is, I believe, the 8th, somewhere around there. Anyway, Bad Bunny's El Ultimo Tour del Mundo is the top Latin album. 
Meanwhile, Caliuchis rules the rest of it. Top streaming, Latin streaming song, I should say. Top Latin digital sales song is Caliuchis's Telepatia. Meanwhile, her album, Sin Miedo, Del Amor y Otro Demonios, is the top Latin pop album. Top Canadian song, yeah, you know who, Justin Bieber, Daniel Cesar, and Givian Peaches. Top Canadian album, Justin Bieber's Justice. Top Canadian digital sales song, Ed Sheeran's Afterglow. Top adult contemporary song, Gabby Barrett's I Hope. Top country song, Dean Brody and Mickey Guyton with Boys. I believe that makes her the first female country artist to have a number one country song in Canada. Quite possibly America if she gets there. Hopefully. She's a good artist. Top Canadian rock song, Foo Fighters, Waiting on a War. Top K-pop song in South Korea, Brave Girls, Rollin'. Nathan Evans Wellerman is the top UK song, the top UK digital sales song, the top Euro digital sales song, the top German song, yeah, German song, digital or otherwise. Also, the top digital sales song in Switzerland. So there you go. As far as the rest of Europe goes, though, the top UK album is Tom Grennan's Evering Road. The Weekend, Save Your Tears, is the top digital sales song in France. The top German album is Einbrecher Lieb Macht Monster. Top Spanish digital sales song is Alejandro Sanz and Camila Cabello with Mi Persona Favorita. The top Australian album is Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia. The top Australia digital sales song is Pink and Willow Sage Heart with Cover Me in Sunshine. As Always, the EDM charts are on the EDM podcast. Drops at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every Tuesday. And as always, that's 4 a.m. out in Chicago. 2 a.m. in L.A. 10 a.m. in London. 11 a.m. in Paris and the Central European Zone. And for you people in Moscow, high noon. Moving on. Apple's top album is Demi Lovato's new one, Dancing with the Devil, The Art of Starting Over. The top single is BTS's Film Out. Top global streaming song, top UK streaming song on Spotify is... Yeah, it's him. Or them, I should say. Justin Bieber, Daniel Cesar, and Givian's Peaches. Meanwhile, the the top Spotify American streaming song is Lil Nas X's new one, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, and I will be saying that for pretty much the rest of this. For instance, YouTube. The top YouTube song in America, the top YouTube music video in America, Lil Nas X, Montero, Call Me By Your Name. Top song, 36.5 million views. Top music video, 28 million views. Top artist, though, is Rod Wave 
with 62.3 million views, and his name will be said a couple more times on here. In the UK, Lil Nas X, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, Top Song, Top Music Video, 3.71 million views for the song, 2.97 million views for the music video. Top artist, though, Eminem, 4.84 million views. Globally, what stays the same pretty much stays the same, except for one. Top song is still Lutke and Emran Hashmi with Jubin Nautiyal. That is now at a hundred million views. That's dropped down 13 million from last week. Top global artist is still Alka Yagnik. She has actually moved up in views, up 15 million from 400 million to 415 million views. But the Indian stranglehold on the global charts on YouTube has finally ended, at least for one week. Lil Nas X, Montero, top global music video, Call Me By Your Name, 63 million views. On the HitsDailyDouble.com, top album, Rod Wave with Soulfly. Top song, Revenue Chart. Well, you know who it is. It's Justin Bieber, Daniel Cesar, and Givian's Peaches. They made $167,001, precisely. With weekly sales revenue of $14,533 on 16,000 units sold, streaming revenue of $152,469 on 26,986,000 streams, all of that in Great Britain. As always, that works out to six-tenths of a penny per stream. Buy your music, people. They make more money that way. By comparison, last week's number one, Drake and Lil Baby's Wants and Needs, only made, and I say only, like you didn't make a hundred thousand, one hundred sixteen thousand seven hundred fifty-four dollars last week. So Justin Bieber considerably higher in the money-making aspect, and most of that was actually made on. Well, actually, it was a combination of the both. Uh, Drake made almost 3000 off of sales, while Justin made 14000 And Drake made 113000 streams, as opposed to 152000 for Justin Bieber. There you go. Meanwhile, Silk Sonic still at least owns a couple more charts. Shazam, their top U.S. single and the top U.K. single. Silk Sonic, leave the door open. BBC One Radio's top song is Riton and Nightcrawlers featuring Mufasa and Hype Man. Name of the song is Friday. On BBC Two Radio, the top single is Amy McDonald's Statues. iHeart Radio. Hopefully they will update this chart every week. They have not been, which is why I had dropped it for a while. But we'll try it again iHeartRadio's top 40 single is Olivia Rodrigo's Driver's License. Top country single is Brett Young's Lady. Top alternative rock single is Glass Animals, Heat Waves. Top R&B single is Jasmine Sullivan's Pick Up Your Feelings. And top adult contemporary single is The Weeknd's Blinding Lights. 
on the Rolling Stone magazine charts. The top song is, yeah, Justin Bieber, Daniel Cesar, Givian, Peaches, 17.4 million streams. Top album, Rod Wave with Soulfly. Top streamed artist, Rod Wave, 157.4 million streams. Top trending song for another week, NF and Hops In with Lost. This coming week, you will get new releases from, among others, Arabrot, Brockhampton, CFCF, Cheap Trick, Flight, Matthew E. White and Lonnie Holly, Rhiannon Giddens and Francesco Teresi, Cicadas, Small Black, and Taylor Swift, sort of. It's fearless, but it's her version, or as they like to say, fearless Taylor's version, like the original from almost 20 years ago was not exactly an original version. Whatever. It is, of course, her re-recorded version, and she also throws in six extra songs from the 2008 Fearless uh, collection, or the sessions, I should say. Rather curious, I'm going to end up putting the two albums back-to-back and listening to them to see if, uh, if they've differed any. But it should be good, and I'm glad that she's taking control of her career and actually getting the money she deserves, especially in light of what Scooter did, which we discussed earlier anyway. That is it for the Music History Today Weekly Edition podcast number 204. Thanks for listening. Audio engineering and editing, video editing, writing, narration, basically everything having to do with this podcast is done by yours truly. You can find us on our website at cjbtproductions.com. Our podcast is on all of your favorite podcast providers, such as Apple Music, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, etc., all under Music History Today. If you would like to support this podcast, our Patreon can be found at patreon.com backslash music history today. We are also on Twitter at music history day, and you can now find us on YouTube. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell anytime you want to know exactly what videos are dropped and when. All of those links can be found in the show notes below. Thank you very, very much for listening. Thank you.